It's episode five, everybody, and there is so much to cover. I'm just kidding you not. From Dak again and conversations with Patrick Mahomes and Brady and my top five favorite NFL teams. Let's do it. Hey, everyone. My name is Ashley Gibbs, and I'm your host of another episode of Not Your Average Cheerleader. That's right. Here we discuss everything NFL football related from the players to the game to the injuries even the contracts. So sit back, listen in from a female perspective who secretly loves the game. And let's dive into this conversation and get started. Welcome back. Man, episode five. This has been so much fun. You guys have been so supportive and so awesome. Thank you so much. Um, We've reached over 50 downloads, so thank you. And special shout out, today's May 24th, you know, it's Memorial Day weekend, and I want to shout out my best friend, Crystal Hill. It's her birthday today, so whoop I'm going to that cookout later, y'all, but I wanted to get this done first. So we're going to talk again about Dak. Anyone else tired of talking about that? I'm tired of talking about Dak, but he just keeps denying money. He keeps denying a lot of money. So we're just going to keep talking about him. So let's dive into these few NFL highlights, and then we'll get into looking at week six for the teams. What does that look like? Who has bye weeks? And then we're going to end with my top five favorite NFL teams. So let's get started. So as you probably heard by now, if you're a serious sports fan or you've just been paying attention to anything sports related, Dak um, is rumored, I don't know if this is officially confirmed, that he turned down. $175 $175 million. He wants more than 45 plus million by the end of his five-year contract. And I'm thinking to myself, like, this is like the third or fourth time he's turned down a contract from the Cowboys. And then there was discussion about the fact that they were saying, well, Dak has the most leverage in the league for the NFL. And I'm like, most leverage? What leverage? If he had leverage, no offense, this contract would have been done a long time ago. We would have been on to talking about something else. I just keep trying to understand how this guy, they offer him more money and he's like, nope, not enough. I want more. And it's like, more of what? You haven't won a championship game. You haven't brought home no trophies. So what makes you think you can go out here, just keep demanding more? They're giving you a lot. I get it. Two years ago, Jimmy G had that $100 million contract with, you know, the 49ers, and it was like 20-plus million a year on that long-term contract. And considerably, if Dak keeps demanding more, this will make him one of the highest-paid quarterbacks in the league, period. I don't know if that's what he hopes for. That's what he dreamt for. I'm getting paid the most, and yet I do the least amount of work, y'all. I feel like he wants to be one of those people. I already told y'all how I feel. I feel like we are in the business of handing out a ton of money, a ton of money. The people ain't never win nothing. How is it the people that ain't win no championships or Super Bowls are getting paid more than the people who have won championships and Super Bowls? I'm still confused about that. I get it. There's inflation. I wish my job adjusted for inflation. I really did. Like they were like, oh, well, they're trying to negotiate his contract and they're trying to include inflation, you know, things adjusting from the two years ago when Jimmy G did his contract and Wentz and whoever else. And I'm just like, inflation? My job don't adjust for inflation. Okay, I'll let you have it. But then you have to look at it from the perspective of they're like, oh, well, injuries and all these things can happen. I said, yeah, those could have been happened. And yet still, I don't understand 
how he's just saying no to a ton of money. Like, I don't get it, you guys. Like, I'm, I'm not even going to lie. Part of me is sick of talking about it because I just want him to say yes so we can move on. So, Dak, say yes so we can move on, bro. Just get your money. Go play. How about you do this? Go win. Because I'm telling you right now, it's going to be super embarrassing if they give you all this money and you would. Like, you don't even win but like one game in the playoffs and go on or you lose the first game in the playoffs which you normally you guys do so that's embarrassing or something else happens that would be all embarrassing and we're all going to be sitting back like how much are they paying him again did he cry and whine and say oh no I want more and now look at you so I pray that it works out because bruh is really really gambling hard here and I don't honestly think he has a lot of leverage to work with they were just like is he better than Andy Dalton we had that on one of the episodes where we talked about that and no offense like yeah he moves better with the ball a little more than Andy Dalton but the truth of the matter is they're not too far apart so again I'm hoping that the next time I do this episode like episode six that maybe he signed a contract deal so we can move on from this conversation because again it's getting tiring that's all you hear is Dak said no to more money. And I'm like rolling my eyes like you got to be kidding me. I almost curse you guys. You just got to be kidding me. So um, I digress. Let me step back. <sighs> Dak, just take the money tunes. In the words of my favorite movie, Chronicles of Riddick, take the money tunes. Take the money. Um, so let's go on to how there was a random discussion on whether Patrick Mahomes is a better clutch player than Tom Brady. I was talking to one of my friends on the phone, you guys, as I always am, because I always find those friends that love football as much as I do. And shout out to Zach, because that's who I was talking to. And I was also talking to my best friend's brother. Um, so shout out to Rashad. And I was kind of asking this question. I was like, is Brady a better, like still the clutch player in those difficult times? Is Patrick Mahomes now the new clutch player because he won a Super Bowl? My argument was no, he's not. Can he get there? Possibly. Yeah, if you close your eyes and you squint just right and look to the left, maybe. But to say he's better than Brady, who has literally, I mean, the only argument I need is the Falcons game. Because I told y'all what happened. We discussed this in one of my previous episodes. I left halftime because I felt the game was over. It was 28 to three. There was just no way they were going to come back. There was only like 30 minutes left in the game. I was like, there's no, mm-mm, I'm gone. This is done. Patriots, you disappointed me. And I wake up, Patriots won a Super Bowl. And that's not clutch. Like coming back from that big of a deficit in the Super Bowl, one of the most intense and stressful games you can play because it's the last game you'll play and one person leaves with a trophy and one person leaves with regret. I don't I don't know what is. And I feel like I haven't seen Patrick Mahomes perform on that kind of level yet where you could say, whoa, this reminds me of. And if I'm not saying this reminds me of, then no offense. I, I've seen him do some great things in the second half of the game. I've also seen him kind of, you know, lose it leadership wise, throw, you know, three picks in the fourth quarter. So at the end of the day, I I mean, I think there's some consistency there. I think, again, he has the potential to probably be one of those super memorable players in the game because he's done so much growth, but he still has more growing to do. Like people were comparing him to, you know, Brady now versus Brady then. And I was like. Brady now still has Brady's biggest weapon was his mind 
how he studied, how he stayed on top of, you know, the game, the plays, all that kind of stuff, because he already knew physically he was not at the top of that list. He was not that player that had like the greatest arm or the fastest speed. Like you look at Patrick Mahomes, he has a bomb arm. I remember watching him in a video where he was throwing the ball. They were clocking the speed. That joint was like, what was it? Maybe between 55 and 65 miles per hour. It was, and he wasn't, he was like, I didn't even put my weight in that one. I was like, what? I do not want to catch a ball from that guy ever in life. But Brady knew he had to train differently. And I think that mindset, that skill set that he has mentally, I feel like a lot of players don't necessarily have yet, or they're not there yet, and they're trying to learn it. So I don't feel like Patrick Mahomes is the, the clutch player right now compared to Tom Brady. That award still goes to Tom you know, he's still the GOAT. I had one of my friends say, well, he's not the GOAT till he stops playing. I was like, well, he's, you know, in the Hall of Fame. So um, <laughs> top 100, like, I don't understand <laughs> this point. That's how you know you're good. You're still playing and you've already been inducted into everything that most people have to wait till they're done playing to get inducted into. So again, that says a lot um, about Tom Brady, the GOAT. So let's not even be disrespectful and put those two names in the same sentence. Is that rude? Don't care. All right. So moving forward, we're looking at week six, y'all. Week six. So my last episode, episode four, we talked about week one schedule. I made some crazy predictions that I'm still going to stick to. And then I legit went over my top five least favorite teams. We're not going to go back into that because I get so riled up when I do talk about those. But Week six is really important because that means you're halfway through the season at this point. There are some teams that have a bye. Will they probably need it? Let's talk about that. Um, So week six, you're looking at some top games that are going to be playing. You got the Rams versus the 49ers. Go 49ers! On October 18th, Chiefs versus the Bills. October 15th, you got Ravens versus the Eagles. October 18th. You even have Packers versus the Bucks on October 18th. And then you also have the Cardinals versus the Cowboys, October 19th. Um, There's some other little key asterisk mark games in there, depending on how those teams look coming into the season. I would keep my eye out on the Jaguars at that low-key team. Remember how I said I have low-key teams? Jaguars were that low-key team. So you have Lions versus the Jaguars. You have, I'm looking at my list, y'all. I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it. I wish I still paid attention to the Falcons, but I guess ever since they lost that Super Bowl, it's like, eh, okay. Um, and then you have, well, Texans versus the Titans. That would probably still be a good game. But I'm looking at the Rams versus the 49ers. Again, you got those California teams. They're going to face head-to-head. Again, I'm rooting for my team. The biggest question, again, that we talked about was whether they have what it takes to go back to the Super Bowl. Now, there have been debates that said, oh, they're not going to perform. They're going to be one of those one-off teams because they're not going to be able to process the regret of losing the game and all this stuff. And I said, okay, that's one, disrespectful. Two, don't count out nothing. I think the 49ers are good. This is their redemption year. They're going to look like we should have won, could have won, and we lost that game. So we need to really ante up on this one. And that's, again, looking at if the season takes place, I really don't think, I think the 49ers are going to be looked at as the underdog a few times. And I think that they're going to become that low key team that's going to sneak back up in there. And people are going to be like, we're back here again. Don't make the same mistakes. Kyle Shanahan, take the hint. 
don't make the same mistakes. If you get back to the Super Bowl by running the ball and they can't stop it, then maybe, I don't know, just maybe, you should probably keep running the ball. That's just me. I... I don't know. So hopefully um, that game's going to go well. Then we have the Chiefs versus the Bills. Everyone's expecting the Chiefs to go back, um, you know, of course make it to the playoffs. They're in that top five teams that everyone's really keeping their close eye on for the season. But I keep telling people, do not, not sleep on the Bills, man. The Bills and the Jaguars handed out, excuse my language, ass whoopings to certain people. You didn't think that were going to get <laughs> beat like that. So stay woke. I'm telling you right now, if the Bills move right the first half of the season, which I believe they will low-key, y'all, low-key, I believe the Bills might try to sneak in there again. They did a pretty darn good job last year. Shocked the heck out of everybody. I was like, really? Like, you're kidding. The Bills? Oh, okay. So, Chiefs, um, you know, depends on if they got a big head. If not, maybe... Maybe the right loss will humble them a little bit. Sometimes I think that team needs to be humbled just a little bit. A little bit. Y'all agree? Just a little bit? I think you need to be humbled a little bit. That's just me. So maybe some team out there is going to hand that whooping. And then they'll be like, oh, y'all, we got to stay woke. So then we have the Ravens versus the Eagles. I really think the Ravens are going to try to shoot back because they had a lot of random. Like, I mean, that last game they played in last season, I was just like, what the beep is going on? It's almost like. (laughs) <laughs> they say like Lamar Jackson, he don't even throw the ball. He's either going to hand it to you or he's going to run it himself. And I feel like that's not a great source of play because once the defense figures out how to stop you as a quarterback, start giving you some hits. At that point, if you have not gotten into a rhythm of really learning those pass plays, it's going to stunt your team. And I really believe that's what happened at the end of the season for the Ravens because everyone, when I say everyone, everyone had expected the Ravens to go to the Super Bowl. Every single person made that bet. I don't care who you are, where you are. You were like, oh, Ravens are going to go all the way. Now, granted, he was in talks of getting MVP, which I completely understood at the time um, because he played so well. But there was just certain plays that you just saw, like, the, the extra effort just wasn't there. And that was because they were knocking him in the pocket. Once they figured out how to do it, put him against the right defense, yeah, they're going to do that to you. So I'm really interested to see how they're going to play, especially against the Eagles, who – we're not going to go into the Eagles. Let's just leave it where it is. They are, again, on my least favorite team. So let's just leave it there. <laughs> the Savage don't care. Packers versus the Bucks. Um, It'll be interesting to see how the Bucks are going to play. I feel like Brady's getting put into the game mode with everyone who's close to his age. <laughs> everyone who's been in this for a while. Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, like... Some of the real veteran, the veterans of this game. So I, I'm interested to see that one because every time it's like arm against arm. Drew Brees has a great arm. Aaron Rodgers has a great arm. I already said it. If Aaron Rodgers gets to put all that weight on his bat right leg, it's a dub for whoever is going to try to stop that pass because it's going to go where it's supposed to go and it could probably go over halfway down the field. It's really crazy how powerful his arm can be. Um, it depends on what his offseason training looks like. I have this running joke, and this might sound terrible. Packers fans, don't beat me up, please. But I have this joke with myself that Brady, not Brady, sorry, that Rodgers plays well contingent upon the woman that he is dating. I noticed that. I don't know why. My parents laugh at me, and I was like, man, when he was dating this other chick, I I guess when their relationship may have gotten whatever it was, he wasn't playing all that hot. But then he started dating 
Um, Danica, what is her name? She was the race car driver. When he started dating her, he got in the gym. He gained all this muscle. His arm speed, everything just just changed. Y'all can say what you want, but relationships sometimes can't impact your performance at your job. And it did for him. And I was like, well, we hope he stays with her because he played a lot better. Granted, there were some games where we were like, what the F is going on? But he played a lot better that season when he started dating Danica than he did with the previous girl woman he was dating when it just went downhill. And I was like, wow, okay, Packers. So to each his own, I'm just speaking truths, whatever. That's my <laughs> that's my take on it. Whatever woman he's dating, when it's good, he plays so well. I pray he never hears this, but yeah, that's that's my take on it. And right now he's playing pretty good. Granted, the Packers again drafted Jordan Love, but I think Aaron Rodgers is gonna set the record straight for a few things. I think these playoff games have a potential to be really, really good contingent upon who makes it that far. Cal, uh, the Cardinals versus the Cowboys. <sighs> Dak Prescott, we're back here again. Cardinals versus the Cowboys. This is the one time where I'm going to say that, you know how I said last episode, I can't stand it. Like Cardinals were my number one most hated team. I said that last episode. This is the one time where I really like I'm rooting for my, that's my sister's team. I would never just go against her, but we're both pissed at Dak Prescott right now. So yeah, I hope the Cardinals teach him a lesson. Don't go out asking for a ton of money if you're not going to perform. So I'm I'm not I'm waiting to see what that's going. I'm waiting to see what the whole season for the Cowboys look like. I'm gonna be paying close attention because this guy has stirred up so much drama over a contract and some money, and says he has the like the most leverage, but yet your contract's still out in the open. I'm sorry, I digress. Like he just that irritates me. Maybe it's because I'm, you know, a student and I'm getting a PhD and I have a lot of money to shove out for a degree and he's just getting offered money. I didn't get offered any money. <laughs> so um, that's just be I digress, y'all. But Cardinals versus the Cowboys. This is the first time where I'm going to probably support the Cardinals. And that's only because I just want Dak to learn like I really do like. You're either going to perform and earn your check. I have that saying, earn your check. You're going to perform and earn your check, or you're just going to keep asking for a lot of money and not do no work. We'll see. All right. So now that we've gone over week six, everybody, we talked about some of the highlighted games that I'm really going to be paying attention to. Some great teams also got a buy. The Saints have a buy. They may actually need it. I think those buys are kind of arriving at a really decent time. Seahawks will have a buy. Patriots will have a buy. They'll probably need it. Raiders will have a buy. Um, I talked to my friend. He's a diehard Raiders fan. Um, one of my coworkers, um, who's also my senior um, leader, she's a diehard Raiders fan. Shout out to her. Um, so, yeah, I mean, these buys are usually beneficial times. They come at the right time, land at the right time during the schedule, because depending on how your first half of your season went, this is a chance for you to start correcting some of those gaps or mistakes that you're making as a team. So I really, 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 really want to see what the Patriots are going to do because everybody talks about Stidham. Yes, I finally said it right. Zach, who may be listening to this podcast, I was saying his name wrong for like maybe four episodes. And I want everyone to know I did not care. I knew I was saying it wrong and I purposely said it wrong, but I'm going to say it right. I'm going to try to be respectful. Stidham, who is now going to be the Patriots starting quarterback. So um, we'll see what that's going to look like after that bye week. Who's going to bounce back? Who's going to say, hey, we have a couple of losses we need to learn from. 
let's take the heat on this and then go into the second half of the season um, for those teams. All right. So now that we've talked about week six, we talked about who's going to be on a bye. Let's talk about my top five favorite teams, you guys. Top five. Number one being number one, of course. So at number five, my favorite, one of my favorite teams is the Rams. Ever since they got moved from, what was it, uh, Louisiana to, was it Los Angeles Rams? Yeah, because I think they they literally got moved. It was like, hey, you're not going to be here anymore. You're going to pick up your entire team and move it to California. Um, they played. I don't know what it was about that move that made them want to step their game up, but they stepped it up hard and they played on a level I have not really seen. So I... I was impressed with the Rams. They've had some tough moments, especially when it came to the Super Bowl against the Patriots, and they lost that. But that was still a pretty tough game when the points are high and both teams on both sides are either making a ton of mistakes or they're really performing. Um, I feel like the Rams are still that low-key team. They're one of my favorites. Number four is the Packers. As you know, you just heard how I feel about how Aaron Rodgers performs, according to whoever he's dating at the time. And (laughs) they're still one of my low-key, like, top, five favorite teams that I look for in a game to still do well, depending on what they have available. And then, of course, I got at number three, the Saints. Like, I don't know what it is. My sister and I call him Drew Breezy. We don't even call him Drew Breeze. We call him Drew Breezy. Because I'm telling you right now, Drew Breezy, he may be 40 plus, but let me tell you something. When it's time to run that ball, Drew Breezy will run that ball. Drew Breezy got the arm. He just, I mean, I loved him in all the NyQuil commercials. I think he, just the way they operate as a team down there, they are one of those teams that can be very difficult to beat. You know, this is not going to be an easy game. And I love their competitive nature there. Have they, I was really hoping they would go back to the Super Bowl, especially after, you know, Winning one, I was hoping they would be one of those teams that they would, you know, kind of be seen there a few more times, but that that didn't happen. Maybe this might be their year. I don't know, to each his own. But they're in my top three favorite teams. Number two. This breaks my heart. Number two is the Patriots. When Tom Brady was there. Let me say that. So this list actually probably isn't fully accurate. I'm sorry. But when Tom Brady was there, Patriots were in my top three favorite teams. I don't care what you say, Deflategate, all this other stuff. I don't care. Tom, the Patriots with Tom Brady was one of my favorite teams in top five. And we all know why. Because they believe in doing their job, earning their checks, and literally playing till the clock says zero. And that kind of competitive nature, I Fs with. And I love it. I love watching it. I love watching the comebacks. I love looking like, oh, my mom and dad would say, well, it's fourth quarter. I don't know. And I'd be like, you never count Tom Brady out ever in your life and just the lineup they had during those super like drive home seasons was absolutely impeccable from Grant to Amendola to Edelman to Hogan to White to um the twins to just um no that's not that was a different team I almost said a name that was completely on a different team but uh, the list goes on and I truly, truly, they were one of my favorites. Um, it, you know, of course, Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick has his methods. So I'm sure there's a reason for everything. Um, again, I'll be watching them play. But when he was there and they had that kind of lineup, just the results of the game. I mean, I remember in that Jaguars game to go back to the Super Bowl, Gronk got taken out for a concussion. 
um, because he had a concussion. So they took him out of the game. And that was Brady's main go-to weapon. And they were looking like, what's Brady going to do? And that's when Amendola stepped up, which I don't think he gets enough credit, to be very honest, because I watch some of his highlights sometimes. I'm like, this guy is a savage. Like, why on the earth is he not getting more credit for his performance? And he's been in this game a long time. Boy, when he stepped up, started catching all those passes and everything, I was just like, wow. So, again, top three favorite teams when Tom Brady was there. Number one, of course, as you all know, 49ers faithful on this end of the mic. I love 49ers. I was there when they were losing, like almost every game. I was there when we were winning, almost every game, till the Super Bowl. So, I'm still 49ers faithful. I have my little bin with all my Nalia. I love my team. Shout out to my offense. Shout out to the defense. You know, you got Garoppolo, Bosa, Kittle. I won't say his nickname yet. I'm not comfortable with this microphone to say that nickname yet. But so much um, for us over there, you know, Sherman, all of them. So we're going to have a good season. I'm just going to go ahead and say that now. Don't count us out. So, you guys, that's it. That's what I have for this episode. Again, keep tuning in. If you like what you hear hit the follow button, add it, download it, because I'm only going to keep making more of these, period. That's own period. Love you guys. Have a great weekend. Stay safe out there. And remember to social distance. Until next time, this is Not Your Average Cheerleader, Ashley Gibbs.